Welcome to Academy Days, a Christian fiction podcast for teen girls. I'm your host and author, Judith. Welcome back to the story. Academy Days, Episode 58, Books, Flakes, and Thieves. Nora Argine stood, hands on hips, at the front counter of Turn the Page. Miss Page, you mean that you don't even know if the surveillance cameras work? Page shrugged. They were installed before I bought the shop. The previous owner gave me all kinds of paperwork gibberish about the company he used and how to set everything up. Page waved a hand. Why do I need security cameras? She motioned towards the shelves of gently used books. I'm not selling Fabergé eggs here, Nora. But Miss Page, Nora pointed up at the cameras. They would help the police if anybody ever tried to break in and clear out the cash in the register or to steal one of your rare books. Paige tapped her chin. Well, I take the cash home with me in my purse every night and... Shh! Nora looked around the shop. No one was in sight from this vantage point, but the place was full of places from which a person could listen and not be seen. You definitely should not do that. Paige smiled. You sound like my sister Patricia. She's an accountant in Pittsburgh. She figures up my taxes every year. She nearly turned purple when I told her I carried my... Nora rubbed her face. Okay, okay, so maybe most people wouldn't choose a bookstore to rob. But what about the girl I told you about? The one who was in here without permission? The door jangled and a customer came in. So what's some cookie crumbs, Nora? She didn't hurt anything and probably left right after you did. Nora looked over her shoulder at the kid in a hoodie, browsing the comic books. She leaned over the counter and spoke in a whisper. And what about the boy who stole a book from you? I checked the rare books display and nothing is missing, Paige said. Case solved, Nora. Now, have a blueberry lemon scone. Paige held out a scalloped white platter filled with treats. Nora slowly straightened, took a scone, and nibbled on it. You still look worried, Paige said. It makes me nervous when people are worried. It means I don't have the book they're looking for. Paige tilted her head. And isn't this Thursday again? Sophie was in here the other day, and she told me that you two have a debate club every Thursday afternoon. Nora swallowed a chunk of scone and coughed. Oh, dear, they did turn out a bit dry. Would you like some tea? Nora shook her head and looked towards the door. Bye, Paige, she said, voice all crumb raspy. Once outside, she mounted her bike and pedaled towards the library. Miss Tomer might kick her out of said club at this point. Skipping the Thursday meeting two weeks in a row was not going to go over well. Sophie and Winston were going to feel burned, too. Maybe if she did some really good research to pass on to them, they'd let her off the hook. As for the suspicious teens she and Lacey had spotted at Turn the Page, well, apparently Miss Page wasn't worried about them. Nora! 
Speaking of Lacey, here she came careening down the street on a sparkly princess scooter. What are you riding? Nora said, coasting to a stop. Lacey hopped off her wheels. She rolled her eyes. My bike needs fixed, and my dad is too busy getting ready for that big trip to Europe to fix it. She fiddled with the streamers bursting from the scooter handlebars. I've had this since I was like seven, and I need transportation. Don't judge. Nora shrugged. I'm torn between being embarrassed to be seen with you and proud of you for being so brave as to ride it in public. Never mind my dumb scooter. I saw that guy again with a girl. Maybe the same girl you saw in the shop? Anyway, they were with a group coming from the direction of Easton High. The funny thing is, I almost feel like I've seen them at church. I know some of the teens from youth group go to the public school. When did you see them? Were they headed downtown? Lacey nodded. Just now. Sophie texted me about checking in to see if you were at turn the page, since you skipped debate. Again. Nora shrugged. Did she really think you could drag me back to school or something? Lacey shook her head. She just wanted to know where to go to confront you before she had to go to work. And you just raced out on your princess scooter to do her bidding? Nora squinted. That's kind of weird, Lacey. Lacey let the scooter topple sideways. Not weird at all. I have to meet my aunt downtown to help her with a photo shoot anyway. Sophie knew this because I was whispering about it to her in study hall. Lacey frowned. Now, are you going to stop judging me and help me spy on those kids? Nora slowly turned her bike around. Fine. Nora, Lacey said slowly as she swiped one foot over the sidewalk. Nora slowed so that Lacey could keep up. What? You seem... Now, I don't want to sound nosy. Just spit it out, Lacey. Okay, you seem kind of moody lately. Like, grouchy. I mean, you've always been kind of serious. Kind of arm's length, you know. But lately... She gave herself an extra hard push and slid ahead of Nora just a bit. Well, why are you skipping debate these days? Personal reasons, Nora snapped. But you love debate. Well, I don't love it right now. But that's what I'm talking about. Lacey stopped in front of the pet supply store across from Schroeder's Bakery and the bookstore. You aren't like that. You don't just change your mind about something from day to day. You make an assessment of something and basically just stick to that choice unless clearly proven wrong. You are not a light switch, Nora. Nora watched people going in and out of the shops opposite. A light switch? You know, up one day and down the other. Changeable. Lacey, what? Stop analyzing me for one second and tell me if that guy in the red shirt with the girl in the blue shirt is the one you saw with the book making a phone call in the alley. Lacey nodded. Yeah, that's him. Her face tinged pink. You know, he's nice looking. Cute. I like his hair. She sidled closer and lowered her voice. You think he's cute? Winston's face flashed into Nora's mind. 
She blinked. Why was she thinking of Winston right now? Um, he's okay. It really doesn't matter one way or the other if he's a thief. I hope he's not a thief, Lacey murmured. I wonder if he's a Christian. Not if he's a thief, genius, Nora said. Lacey sighed. Okay, so let's find out then. What should we do? Follow them? Looks like they're currently eating ice cream from the ice cream igloo. Oh, yeah. Do you still work there? Only on Saturdays during the school year, Nora said. Okay. She handed over hers for him to finish. Ew, germs, Lacey said. Do you think they're dating? And also, do friends of Igloo employees get discounts? Focus, Lacey. Okay, he's throwing away their trash and they're going in to turn the page. Nora pushed her bike to a nearby bike rack. Funny, neither of them look like the bookstore type. Lacey studied Nora. Neither do you. I mean, not the fantasy or sci-fi epic kind of bookish anyway. Do I wear my personality on my face or something, Lacey? Why the psychoanalysis today? Nora led the way across the street towards the bookstore. I used you for a creative writing journal entry the other day. Another real-life character analysis. Miss Tomer assigned 10 by the end of the quarter. So far, I've done you, Iona Davies, Flora, my aunt, Freya Loomis, and Gray. I need four more. Okay, well, if you've already written about me, then stop trying to figure me out and just spy on that girl while I spy on the guy. Can't I follow the guy? No, you're obviously too biased to make a good assessment. Okay, Lacey groused under her breath as they entered the store. Nora ducked behind a tall bookshelf. No need to give Miss Page a chance to ask her why she was back so soon. Lacey strolled past the counter where the guy and the girl were chatting with Miss Page. She settled into a browsing position by a rotating rack of Christian historical romance paperbacks. Blech. Ramsey, Nadia, are you here for one of my blueberry lemon scones or for another study session? Both, Aunt Page, the girl, Nadia, said. Wait, Miss Sassafras was related to Miss Page? But, you know, Aunt Paige, you'd make more money if you'd sell your baked goods instead of just giving them all away, Ramsey said. Hold on, both of them were related to Miss Paige? What is money? Paige said. You two sound like your Aunt Patricia, always worried about finances. I'm giving people joy, and my bills are paid with extra in the bank. Everything in this life is getting more and more expensive. I want people to be able to come in here and just breathe a sigh of relief. Ramsey and Nadia exchanged a glance. A scone each then, Aunt Paige, Nadia said. Thanks. The cousins, or siblings, moved off towards the back of the shop with their snacks. Nora cleared her throat. Lacey didn't even twitch from where she stood with her nose between the pages of the book. Nora tried again and shuffled the books in front of her with many scrapes and clunks. Lacey read on, turning a page and sliding down to sit against the end of the bookshelf. Nora dug in her backpack and found a pen and a hair tie. 
She looped one end of the ponytail holder around the pen hook, pulled back, and fired. The hair tie bounced off Lacey's forehead, and she jumped. Bug! She squealed, leaping to her feet and scanning the air and floor around herself. Lacey, dear, are you okay? Miss Page called. Lacey finally caught sight of Nora flapping her hands to get over here now. Oh, uh, yeah, Miss Page, Lacey said, and shoved the novella back onto the rack. She came to where Nora crouched out of sight of the front counter. What, what? She hissed. I think I want to buy that book. Save your money, Nora said. He helps her save the family ranch from the mean uncle, and they get married. The end. You've read it? Nora rolled her eyes. I wouldn't waste my very valuable time. Lacey wrinkled her nose. It's the journey to the happy ending, Nora. The journey. Of course the couple gets together in the end. Of course the evil uncle is defeated. But it is the journey. Okay, okay, okay. Never mind your pulp fiction. Did you even pay attention to what just happened? Those two, Ramsey and Nadia, are related to Miss Page. Lacey's mouth dropped open. And they are stealing from her. Well, we don't know that yet, Nora said. Let's just sort of sidle back to the study area and act casual. Lacey grabbed her western happily ever after and led the way to the couches in the back. Nora made a detour through the mysteries aisle and picked up the next book in the courtroom drama she'd started the week before. She has two months, Nadia was saying in a quiet voice when Nora settled into an armchair facing into the corner of the room. I don't get it. Ramsey said. Why doesn't Aunt Patricia just tell Aunt Paige? Because Aunt Paige would just say things like, what is money, Patricia? Nora turned sideways in her seat, scrunched her knees into the corner of the chair. Nadia and Ramsey were sitting on opposite ends of a couch. Nadia had a math book open on her lap, and Ramsey was writing in some kind of workbook. Do you think we can make our plan work? Ramsey said. Aunt Paige is so vague and trusting, Nadia said. As long as she doesn't look too closely, I'd say we'll be successful. Ramsey settled back, propping his feet on the coffee table in front of him. Okay, you know what to do. The two of them settled into a studious silence. The only sound in the study corner was that of turning pages. Nora changed position slightly and spotted Lacey sitting cross-legged on a giant floor pillow reading. She'd probably just missed that whole conversation. Found you. Sophie stepped into Nora's line of vision, hands on hips. What's the big idea? Winston plucked the book out of Nora's hands. Reading? A fiction book? Nora straightened. Uh, hi guys. Outside. Sophie said. We need to talk, and our volume may exceed that of proper bookstore decorum. Nora grabbed her backpack and followed her friends towards the front door. Lacey had better wake up and pay attention to any clues Nora would miss while being grilled like a greasy igloo hamburger. Why, Nora? Why? Sophie said, as the three of them came to a halt next to the turtle toperary outside Paige's front window. Nora gripped the straps of her bag, shoulders back. I have some really good research to pass on to you guys. Well, 
I will have some really good research. I think I've found a good source. Winston leaned against the giant urn holding the leafy turtle. He bit into one of Paige's scones. Not good enough, he said, mouth full. Yeah, don't try to wheedle your way out of trouble. Why are you being a flake? Sophie asked. Nora stiffened. First, she was accused of being moody and changeable, and now a flake? Yeah, flakes should only be in snow and buttery pastries, Winston said. Or eczema rashes, Sophie added. Gross. Winston popped the last of the scone into his mouth. So, plead your case, Nora. Do you have the aforesaid rights to be flaky? Nora looked from Sophie to Winston. Sophie, who had put up with Nora's terse, guarded ways, and Winston, who trusted her with bits and pieces of his own personal story. They were trustworthy, loyal. They made her think of Liesel and Marlowe back home in the Bronx. They were that caliber of friends, the kinds that stuck with you, even when things were kind of ugly. Nora stared down at her feet. I have a relative who was, is, in a situation similar to the one described in the current debate proposition, and this individual didn't have to face full prosecution because they provided information about the people they worked for. It's hard for me to reconcile my feelings of relief with what I believe about justice. Nora cleared her throat. I can't, I don't know how to debate the topic objectively. Oh, Sophie tugged on the hem of her shirt. Oh, well now I feel bad for comparing you to a croissant. Yeah, Winston straightened, although I was thinking more along the lines of baklava. Are you people hungry or something? Nora asked. Uh, always? Winston said. Okay, okay. Sophie paced five steps and back again. I have to go to work, she nodded towards her dad's bakery next door. But it always gets quiet around 7.30, about a half an hour before we close. Usually I'm just doing homework at the front counter by that point. Could you guys come by to chat about this some more? Nora nodded. Sure. Winston gave a thumbs up. Okay, Sophie said for like the 30th time. Okay. Nora glanced towards the bookstore as Sophie jogged back the alley between the two shops. She was not in the mood to go back to spying. Somehow the debate topic, her questions about justice, dwarfed every other concern. For right now it was up to Lacey to catch the crooks red-handed. Are you okay? Winston asked. Nora pressed her lips together. For some reason, an overwhelming urge to cry was burning behind her eyes. Fantastic. First of all, she was changeable, and then flaky, and now weepy. She couldn't meet Winston's gaze, or she'd lose all control over her tear ducts. I'll see you at 7.30, she mumbled, and dodged across the street to the bike rack. By then, maybe she would be able to think logically again. 
Thank you for listening to yet another episode of Academy Days. And thank you for the sheer support of just listening episode after episode and to the people who have been so kind with their words. Also, through my podcast hosting provider, I am able to give you a link where listeners can support me financially. If you are willing and you are able, you may follow the link in the show notes to make a monthly $3 donation. You will also be added to my email list. But don't worry, if you can't support the show financially or you just don't really want to, I'm still planning on making the show available for free. So enjoy these warm summer days. Bye.